Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Marketing Matters Podcast from BSA Marketing. As usual, I'm sat here uh, with my fellow podcast presenter, David, at Glossop Gasworth. So, hi, David. Hi there. And the weather takes on a particular interest to David this week because he's uh, off on holiday tomorrow. So, where are you heading? Crew. Crew, yes. You'll have to say a bit more than that, I think. <laughs> Though I'm sure the Crew Tourist Board might be interested in maybe taking you on as an ambassador. I think it's the fact that I am escaping from Greater Manchester just before it goes into Tier 3 lockdown. Yeah. And, so. and you're worried you might meet a border post in because you're sort of heading in the direction of Wales, aren't you? So Yeah, but realistically, I don't think we're going to get there. Obviously, we're going to be on our narrowboat, so it is going to be quite a slow process. Yeah, so obviously the weather is a little important, though I don't think you go on holiday in October in Britain for the weather, so I'm sure it will be what it will be. So anyway, today we thought we would talk a little bit about creativity because I'm sure you've heard us say in the past that the idea that creativity and innovation are the most important drivers in business and paraphrase someone who we have paraphrased many a times uh, Peter Drucker business is all about marketing and innovation so why do I feel at the moment that innovation and, and well we're going to talk more about creativity and innovation here but that creativity is becoming so rare with the norm of people norm becoming now people just looking to sort of adapt old ideas or to even work, you know finding an idea that works and just sort of running with it to get as much out of it as they can so you know what, what are your thoughts on this David well it's, it's something I come back to in my own mind quite regularly because I think it comes down to for me it comes down to the idea that when somebody is capable of doing something specific that other people can't do then their value of themselves goes up exponentially and so where you have somebody you know creativity is undoubtedly a talent but where somebody has a talent I think that very often they they run the risk of pricing themselves out of the market and I mean we all everybody gets frustrated about the, the cost of plumbers and electricians and the like, if you can oh, find them. Don't get me them. started on that one, please. <laughs> but, you know, and, and there it tends to be you, you're stuck. You, you have a leak, you have a problem, so you've got to pay whatever it takes. And But I think it's true across the board that where someone purports to have a skill, they tend to charge a lot for it. And that makes where you have a choice about whether or not to engage somebody with a particular skill, it makes you question whether or not it's worth doing it because if it's going to cost you a lot and you're taking maybe taking a risk to develop something in business that you hope is going to work but you're not sure then the idea that well it's going to cost me so much to bring this innovation in that maybe I won't do it yeah and and I think I mean obviously we can't you can't say that that innovation and creativity doesn't exist in any much anymore because if you look at all the startups that have come along to uh, disrupting industries Uber Airbnb Amazon you know the list goes on they're all very innovative and they have their businesses are driven by innovation but there still does seem to be an awful lot in the day-to-day of of milking old ideas I think was it Fast and Furious they're up to number nine now they've obviously decided if they create a film with Fast and Furious on the uh, beginning of it it will sell and I think there's for me I think you're right it is about innovation being seen as, as expensive if you look at any of these startups they have huge amounts of money and resource put into them that allow them to sort of indulge in the uh, creative and innovative process without 
in the short term looking for immediate returns. And I think that's whereas if you're looking for immediate returns, it's much easier just to go and find a formula that works and milk it. And I think so there is becoming this sort of polarisation in the way people people approach business. Yeah, and and I think you know our world is very much the world of the the SME, the small medium business, and and this idea of having a business angel investors prepared to put millions into your business just isn't the norm no. for your average SME business. If you want money, you tend to have you have to find it yourself. Normally, you have to borrow it if the bank will lend it to you. So the idea that you're having to borrow money to invest in innovation where the people who are supporting you with that innovation are just taking the money and running effectively. They, they have no interest in, in the success of that innovation. They, they're effectively just doing what, what you ask them to do, what you tell them to do, which I think is, it puts a lot of pressure on a, on a small business owner who is trying to move their business forward because undoubtedly nobody knows everything and you can't mm. be expected to do everything yourself. So the idea of being able to tap into external skills is is really valuable but if those skills just get priced so inappropriately that you choose not to do it then inevitably it stops your business perhaps developing the potential it might and and i think you go a step further we've talked on previous podcasts and in in blog posts about the idea that you can't there is there are various technologies that in principle you can access for free and so you you tend to stick with the free things but mm. that as i said that's a whole nother story and and that has its own issues and yeah. uh, again things tend to stall because innovation isn't allowed to flourish within a business because it's it's too expensive yeah so what you're saying is that it's actually almost it's got to the point where within a an sme business it's it's almost you can't afford to buy in innovation and and creativity you you almost need to be driving it yourself but i, I guess anybody who's set up a business and and started to run a business there there's, there's always an element of creativity in that so it's about I guess you've got to give yourself the space to do it yourself and then bring in the the sort of the more specific resources as and when you need it. Yeah, but but even there, it can be that you have, have an idea and when you try and see how you can perhaps do something with that idea, which involves bringing other people in who mm. have particular skills, they just pour cold water on your idea because their expectations of what they're going to get out of it are so high compared to uh, the, perhaps the longer term view that you might have in, in, in terms of investing in your own business. I mean, we had an example recently where uh, a client who you know who you are if you're, if you're listening to this had a, a really good idea for developing an, an app mm. to, to allow their business to be accessed by more people. And they they went and, and started looking at some app development companies. And I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was these companies were well into the... the it was, I think it was, it was the figure of £10,000 came into. Right. So, so basically the, the, they were saying, well, we're not even going to start talking to you until you've got a budget of at least £10,000, yeah. which was, was totally unreasonable and unrealistic for what the client actually wanted. Now... To be fair, we were in. It was it was an interesting one because we were able to explore because we understood it's a client we've worked with for some time. We understand where they're coming from. We were able to explore alternatives, and and we found options that could reduce that budget by. I don't know, 80% or something. Mm. So th- these options are out there, but the, the starting point is always, oh, well, I'm a specialist in, in my field. Therefore, I expect to be earning 
I don't know, £150 or £200 an hour. And if you're not prepared to pay it, then fine. And, and I think that, that brings another interesting idea about creativity that actually... Yes, it's expensive, but it's also inherently inefficient, I think, because, I mean, John Cleese, who's, I mean, I'm a big Monty Python fan. I think John Cleese is a very funny guy, but he talks a lot about creativity. If you go and sort of look on the, on YouTube about John Cleese talking about creativity. And the thing he says is that you need to give yourself both time and space to be creative. And you've got to accept that. And if you actually, if you watch a lot of Monty Python stuff, they remember for all the really funny stuff. But if you watch it all, there's a lot of very, not very funny stuff as well. And I think, you know, innovation in, in itself is inefficient and doesn't always work if you're being creative sometimes you're going to come up with some rubbish and i think that's where the the sort of economics come into it because if you're expect everybody is being expected to be be paid i don't know 200 pounds an hour for developing those ideas then it becomes cost you know you, you can't afford it because in those circumstances everything has got to work well i think it it, it gets the point that the people who can afford it are the people who recognize that when it does work Mm. the return to them is so huge that they can and they've got short-term resources so they can afford to take the short-term hit of having to pay for all of the failures if you Mm. like and i think that's where where you look at the companies you mentioned earlier the uber the airbnb the amazon what have you they i guess they started off as very small organizations with a few very talented people Mm. doing their own thing. But then as they grew, they were able to buy in more talent. But at the same time, they became global organizations. So they were able to genuinely develop multi-billion turnover businesses. And I know there's a lot of focus in in sort of the economic development across both this country and and overseas of, of looking for businesses that have potential to really, really grow. And yeah, it's great when when those opportunities do arise. But the vast majority of businesses are never going to do that. They're going to they're going to be good businesses. They're going to be very successful businesses for um, the people who work for them. But it's much more down to earth. Mm. And I think if all we're ever trying to do is to focus on the stars and the fact that everybody else falls by the wayside we don't care about is is wrong yeah and i think i mean you you're right about the the sort of people like google and the like i mean because once they they start off very small and they're able to grow but once they get to as you know, take google as an example a big cash rich company now they can afford to put money in their business model is all about innovation and moving forward so they can afford to put a lot of money into projects with the expectation that they might not work and you know the Google is literally if you look at Google Glass you look at Google there's all kinds of things that have come along and fallen by the wayside because they're looking for that that next innovation but they can afford to do it and I think it's it's about as a smaller organization bringing it back down to earth it's about finding that way that you can look at the the innovative and the creative processes and accept that it's almost got to be alongside your day job. Your day job is about bringing in the, the money but, and bringing in the income. But actually, at the same time, you have got to be doing stuff and trying new things, but accepting that they might not work in the, the expectation that if you try enough things and, and you do it intelligently, then you will, you will find something that does work, that is worth pursuing and putting resources into. But in most cases, that has to be, in smaller business, that has to be something that is done sort of alongside the day job rather than doing it as part 
part of something where I'm going to start doing this because I know it will bring me me income in the next two, three months. Yeah, and I think we've got to be very careful about looking at immediately starting to talk about Google and all their resources because the fact is that Google is one of the handful of most valuable businesses on the planet Mm. and Google has undoubtedly been a phenomenal success. I guess partly because they have been able at every stage of their development to bring the right people in and keep taking more of the right steps than the wrong steps. But then look alongside Google, the number of businesses with the same fundamental model that have come and gone. I mean, Mm. there are all sorts of search engines that we had from years ago that don't exist anymore. And and take any, I mean, Amazon, I think, is another one. There were other businesses that tried to take the same mass retail approach online back in the, back in the sort of, the, I guess, the earlier days of the internet, and they've all failed. Yeah. So we all remember the successes, but we forget that for every success, there are, there are many, many failures. But actually, those are still people, they're still livelihoods, and, and, and you know, maybe there are businesses that are running quite, as I say, quite successfully, but not with such a high yeah. profile. And, 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 I use, and I use Google because it was a, an example people have heard of. But I think it's true of any business that starts to generate, if you can use the word, surplus resource, resources that are not required to run the day-to-day business and just keep the money coming in. You can use those resources to invest in innovation. I think it is an investment. I mean, the, the company I used to work for, an engineering company that was very much focused on innovation. It was a market leader. And it, it, it I think they put something like 5% of their turnover into an innovation. And I was involved in that process. And a lot of the products they developed didn't go anywhere. You know, they, they either didn't work or when they put them to market, they didn't sell. But they only had to get maybe one in 20, one in 30 that actually ran and became commercially viable that it fit their business model. So I think it's, you know, whether you're Google or whether you're a small business, the moment you start to get resources that are you can look to invest, then I think innovation and creativity is one of those things that it's worthwhile investing in. But it is an investment and you must see it as a, a risk-based investment that might not work. Yeah, but I also think that to, to perhaps it's, been, it's all been hard work, but, but I think I really feel that one of the, the delights and, and pleasures of, of running your own business is the fact that you can wake up one morning and say, do you know what? I think I want to do this. Yeah. And you, you can do that. Yeah. And, and I, I guess where, where I'm coming from is I think that the idea that there, there should be people who have the, the, the skills um, and the, to support somebody with with a bright idea that can maybe take a view and i'm talking about it in the sme even the one man band world but take a view that i'm not trying to get all my uh, value up front but i sure you know we've we've all got to live we've all got mortgages to pay or whatever but the idea of saying what i'm looking for is i want to develop some sort of uh, a relationship with mm. with businesses that we can effectively work together so that where something really succeeds we both really benefit mm. from that but but i'm not trying to say well whatever happens to you i want my slice of pie yeah up front anyway yeah and i think that that's another way of of sort of sharing the risk of innovation and, and i think there might be you you know, let, let's be fair, there, there ought to be more reward as well. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, so sharing the risk and 
potential reward. Yeah. Just one thing I want to just touch on before uh, we, we sort of come to a close is the concept of, of measurement and analytics in the whole sort of process of innovation, because I think that can be key. I mean, we, we've talked in these podcasts before about how important measurement and, and monitoring is in the, in the marketing and the business process. But I think it can also, if you focus too much on it, it can stifle innovation. I mean, going back to the, the Hollywood and the movie industry, I, I can't remember where I heard about this, but I think it might have been on Click, actually. Mm. Um, that uh, there is a system now that if a producer or is looking to to develop a film idea there's a piece of software they can put in and they punch in who's which stars they're going to have in it a basic summary of the plot these sorts of things and it will basically come out and tell them whether it's going to make money or not and i think that sort of measurement and, and it doesn't encourage people to be innovative and creative because if they come up with something completely off the wall that might be brilliant i mean probably the, it's going back a bit but the matrix when i first saw that as a film i thought wow this is really i've never seen a film like this before and that i think would probably have never got past the the software if it was just being done through that that sort of measurement system so i think you know when you're looking at at measurement and and analytics it's important to uh, not just look at the numbers when you are uh, when you're thinking about innovation because sometimes really good innovation will defy the numbers yeah and i think almost inevitably perhaps one of the real the features of innovation is that when you you first put it forward because it's something different the general response is that's not going to work yeah yeah absolutely so i think you know while while you do have to be input it's important to measure everything and and to uh, be on top of exactly what's going on it's about being willing to say well yeah in the short term this doesn't seem to be going in the direction of um, I thought it was going to go in, but let's just go with it because my gut tells me it's going to and monitor and, and take a, I guess what I'm saying is take a slightly longer term approach to it than just thinking I'll do this, measure it over a week and see whether it's to have the uh, impact I expect and make a decision on that. So yeah, I, I, as I say, I just wanted to sort of get that idea of, of uh, the importance of measurement, but the, the importance of sort of taking it in the context of you're doing something that is innovative and so might the, the measurement the, the short-term measurements might not come out as you would expect but again i think it's part of the same thing that if the innovation that you're trying to develop is sucking up resources at mm. a, a vast rate then that's you dig a big hole for yourself pretty quickly and so that's why you perhaps tend to want to measure things more quickly and react more quickly before the hole gets too deep but whether you are giving your new ideas time to to bed in maybe not but but that issue arises again because the the costs of implementing innovation can be very high yeah and and you look at i mean watch places like dragon talking about that idea of you're digging your hole for yourself the number of uh, products you see on Dragon's Den where they said, well, there's one particular I remember where it was an innovative dog drinking bowl that they said, no, we're not interested. There's no market for blah, blah, blah. And it was hugely successful. And these things do happen. And sometimes they don't, these ideas do defy uh, common business logic. So I think you've, you've got to take that into account and, and almost believe in your idea. If you're going to have an idea and run with it, you have to believe in it, have to almost be willing at some point to say, I don't care what everybody else says. I believe in it, so I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, and the, the nature of innovation is that it, it's something new. Yeah, exactly. And, and if it's something new, then most people will not take to it immediately. Yeah. 
Okay, well, well, we'll sort of start to draw it to a close there. But I think, as usual, we try and sort of come up with some ideas as to what you can do if, if this podcast has sort of resonated with you. So I'll start off today, because I always say, I always leave it to David to start, but I'll, I'll start off. And I'll, I'll really, I think I'll go back to John Cleese and the things he said about it. And I think if you want to be innovative, then make time in your day, in your life, to actually be creative and to create space and create time for you to try stuff that might or might not work and just to sort of get those creative juices flowing and just give things a go just but but make time to do it and and i i would add to that i think and it's, it's i'm going back to one of my old mantras here but when being creative it's still i think appropriate to have some sort of plan some sort of idea of why you're being creative, what it is you're you're trying to achieve. But having said that, I think it's important that you don't beat yourself up if your first attempts don't achieve what you're yeah. you're trying yeah. to do. Because yeah. it's every 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 move you make, you learn something. Yeah, and I suppose yeah, I, I've uh, I've written some notes here, and I think one of be willing to try new things. And yeah, you've got to set parameters and goals and things to actually do it. But don't get too legalistic about it. And if don't think immediately it doesn't actually if it doesn't do what you're expecting it to then don't just give up on it think about it and think why and and maybe move in a different and sometimes just go with your gut yeah I I think believing in yourself but not being afraid to see what you see in front of you and and not being willing ultimately if to to actually say yeah it was a great idea but I don't think it's going anywhere and move on to the next one and don't feel don't see that as failure it's just part of the process absolutely absolutely okay well we will leave it there and as usual if you found this interesting and want to find out more, you will find more of our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find posts, which is more of this type of content, but in written form at bsamarketing.com. And you will find us on social media, particularly LinkedIn and Twitter at bsamarketing.com. So until next time, when David has returned, hopefully from uh, he doesn't get uh, stuck in Wales, we will see you next time. But until then, uh, happy marketing. Bye. Bye.